This is Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Shoe Football Forum. And we're also joined by one of the voices of football across South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. We beat the clock on deadline day to bring in Radio Sheffield and Football Heaven's very own Adam Oxley as our special guest this afternoon. Afternoon to you, Adam. Afternoon, gents. How are we doing? Very, very well. well. Very thank hot you. and thank sweaty, you. apart from that. <laughs> Thanks for the detail. Sorry, <laughs> time. That's radio for you. So, it's an honour to have you with us this afternoon, Adam. We'll be chatting to you throughout the show. 23 minutes to four here on Shoe Radio, and it's football form. So, it's nice to have your company. So, as we said, we have got special guest Adam Oxley with us this afternoon. Mm. Um, so, Adam, uh, we might as well, uh, as it's a bit more of a formal chat, uh, What have you got any sort of like footballing stories from uh, your time working uh, with Radio Sheffield or working as a journalist even? Um, there's plenty of stuff. I mean, I've I've now been lucky enough to work for Radio Sheffield for 14 years. So uh, many of them as a football reporter. So heading up and down the country, we get to travel with summarisers and we get to do loads of, you know, tons of games, visit loads of brilliant places. So loads of stuff. I mean, the, the one that immediately comes to mind is um, at Oldham mm. when I was doing a, a web commentary for, for Doncaster Rovers and James Coppinger scored in the last minute to equalise. And at Oldham, you are right on top of the home fans. So literally, they are the, the next row in front. And so I was obviously doing reports for Radio Sheffield, but doing Doncaster Rovers website commentary mm. as well. And uh, there was a lad called Chris Mortley who used to work for the club that I was doing the commentary with him. And we gave it the full treatment. You know, James Coppinger scores last minute. Oh, fan, phenomenal. And all <laughs> these fans were just looking around and just hurling abuse at us. <laughs> so full-time went, did a little summary, went off off air like and we caught and then what normally happens back at pace is they they cut the feed mm. so then we can have a chat now i thought they'd cut the feed and i turned around to chris and goes we're gonna have to be careful mate we're gonna get as effing heads kicked in <laughs> <laughs> um li- little did i know that um, the feed was still going out and I pr- promptly got a, Chris got crom- promptly got a few texts to say that the uh, it had gone out on air thankfully all the reaction was that it was funny and that the people found it funny but at the time i was absolutely mortified i mean don't get me wrong people have said a lot worse and have then lost you know lost their jobs for stuff mm. like that so you, a little lesson to any budding reporters out there just ensure that things are off air before but you do get little things like that and there's always loads of funny stories it's, it's great covering football yeah make sure your feed's cut before you say to people that you're going to get your heads kicked in if, yeah if indeed. you're not <laughs> yeah, but, it's, it's a lesson well learned <laughs> obviously you've you've worked for radio sheffield for 14 years as you've, as you've just said there but only full time from from last year um you're now part of a three of yourself andy giddens and, and mike mccarthy as well and is it a case of dream come true for for yourself? I know we've spoken before uh, and we've had uh, we've had conversations before. You've obviously worked your way up from from Hallam FM and now fourteen years at Radio Sheffield being a reporter, and now you're part of the if, the three, if you like, the infamous three, you the, know, holy how, the holy trinity, the holy trinity, yeah, the holy trinity of Radio Sheffield sports <laughs> broadcasting. Um, is it dream come true for you to be in the position that you're in, week in week out, day after day, talking about sport? Yes. Quite simply, I could leave it there, but that's not going to be very good for the purposes of an interview. Um, yeah, for me, it was always something that I wanted to do. Um, I've always wanted to get into sports broadcasting. Um, took all my sort of A-levels and everything like that around it. Did the, the journalism course at uh, 
your rival. Uh, so we'll do, uh, yes, we'll leave that one out. Thank that, you very that much. One up the, that one up the road. That one up the road. Uh, that one up better, the road. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, got managed to uh, get, a, get a gig doing some stuff behind the scenes, then got a reporter gig and worked up. But I, I genuinely thought that I, I also had a day job at the police in their media relations team. And I thought that my time, my, my time had passed. But then when Rob and Johnny left, Rob Staten and Jonathan Buchan, who were brilliant in themselves, gone off to be mm-hmm. editors at Humberside and Leeds and are doing brilliant things, I just thought, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd gone for one before, didn't quite get it, but I just thought, let's go, let's give it a go. Thankfully got it. So for me, as somebody that's from this area, that's grown up with, with local football, that um, loves talking football, it is a, a, an honour, really. Mm-hmm. And having grown up in the area, like you've mentioned there, must have grown up listening to, to Football Heaven and, and Praise or Grumble. How special is it to to be in that chair, actually presenting it to, to the to the fans listening at home? It's strange, I've got to admit. There's, <laughs> you, you sort of have to put your head on and just, just uh, treat it as, yeah. as it is and do your job. But if, if, I, if I ever take a moment to step back and think, I think recently with... With Bob Jackson passing away, I don't know if people know who Bob is, but Bob was a, a Radio Sheffield Sports uh, presenter back in the day, um, and he is the the father of the football phoning. There was no football phonings before Bob Jackson started doing praise or grumble on Radio Sheffield, and with his passing, you sort of reflect on that. And he had his funeral um, last week, so for me, and I did the first praise or grumble of this season, so the first one since Bob passed, and we did a little tribute at the end of the show. And that really got me. It was like, wow, okay. So I'm following in the footsteps of some amazing people here. Paul Walker, David Burns, Simon Clark. Um, some of these names might not mean stuff to you. Some of them <laughs> do, but they're the people that I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. Paul was my boss for a number of years. Um, and it's a great format. You don't know what you get. Every time you go on air, every time you do a phone-in, whether it's football heaven or praise or grumble, you open those faders, you haven't got a clue what people are going to say. <laughs> it's the most nerve-wracking part of the job. I still break out in sweats and have anxiety every time I do it. Um, hopefully, I'm getting better every time I do it because you get some experience under your belt. But it is genuinely great that we offer that forum. People ring up. People interact with the show. People have that opportunity to vent what they say. And some people like what you say. Some people won't. It just makes really good radio. And obviously, as a football fan, mm-hmm. no doubt, and we all know that here in the studio, is it? does it then become a bit weird when you're in the, on the commentary gantry then broadcasting from 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon at wherever it may be all over the country? The difference between, obviously, us sitting at home and us three doing it this every week, sort of, we're just football fans, really, broadcasting a show, but as someone who's a football fan and a football broadcaster... Is it, does it become a bit different to shift from football fan to football broadcaster? Um, it is different. It, it is difficult in a way, but that's my job. And if you weren't a fan of the game, then you would really lose uh, You know what drives the, that passion and enthusiasm. I, I love the game. I love playing the game. I love watching the game. Um, I love now reporting and commentating. That's, that's my favourite part of the job. I love commentating. I love live games and that live feel and you just... You're there to call it, you're there to picture, tell a picture, tell a story to people at home. That's your job. And one of my biggest bugbears is I find some some people nationally lose that and start to... There's too a little bit too much in-game analysis, really. Mm. Your first job is to tell people what's happening mm. and to describe what's happening. And then if there's nothing happening, add a bit of colour, talk to you. Sometimes if you... And I'll encourage people to do this, listen to commentaries Mm. and if at any point you don't know what the score is you don't know what's happening then that person's not really doing the job Mm. but then it's it's that balance then about making it right but yeah i mean it's 
it's the job it you, you sort of that's 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 what i'm paid to do i'm paid to describe it but the fact that i love the game i don't know i don't you would struggle to deliver it in in a in an excited passionate way if you didn't have that that real buzz for the game itself so you you're talking about the about the excitement the emotion in commentating and uh, you know it's something i love when i'm watching a game and somebody it gives, it gives me goosebumps sometimes when you hear it and you think so is there, is there any moment that sticks out in your head not f- not you listening to broadcast but you actually broadcasting what's the best memory that you've had commentating on a live game that's a great question um there's there's many i mean i was lucky enough to do wembley a couple of times with Adam Hamill. um yeah I, d- I didn't get to do the commentary on oh. adam hamill i was pitch side but <laughs> amazing no but to be there and to yeah. do all the pitch side stuff and to do wembley in terms of commentating adam hamill probably would be the one but yeah. it was the um the trophy semi-final at fleetwood for Barnsley, so the, yeah. the game that took Barnsley to Wembley when they beat when they beat Fleetwood, Oxford, yeah, yeah. I did. That was one of the first times that I wasn't full time then, but I got to do a little bit of presenting that night. Yeah, and I got to do the whole commentary on my own with the summariser, and it went to extra time, went to penalties. Barnsley won the penalty shootout, so to commentate, it was Adam Hamill who scored the, yeah, the winning there. penalty that night. So that probably still sticks in my mind as the one where I just you just buzz in. You just you just come off air and you know, I was on cloud nine. The the evening had gone really well, and I think any time there's a big goal or a big moment and you can call it well. That's what we try and do. You do, you do your prep, you do your research, you put yourself in the best possible position that when something happens, you can try and call it. Mm. You can give it something that people are going to remember. They're going to look at those words. I mean, Andy nailed the Billy Sharp goal last weekend. <laughs> really nailed yeah. it. And the, yeah. the club put that out and it just, you know, the boyhood blade and all this. It just, you'll remember that. Mm. And that's what you aspire to do. So, yeah, if I can do that at any point and somebody remembers something and you take it, that would be, yeah, job done. And now you've become part of that. <laughs> Holy Trinity, as we keep referring to that that three who who present regularly football heaven praise or crumble, you've started to do other different things with that show. You yeah. know, previously it was just six or seven um, people ringing up talking about football, whatever they wanted to. But you know, you've started to do kind of different shows if you like. You've, you've got the Sports Academy, which is which is a, a slightly longer show. You got during the summer, obviously you had summer sport, which is natural, but it took on different forms. You, you looked at women's football and, and other things like that, other things you wouldn't usually talk about. How important to you is moving away from what you've done in the past and, and trying to do new things? We've spoke about before, you know, what you did with mental health and Sam Hutchinson when yeah. he came on the show and callers rang up with their stories and how special that was. Is that something you want to look at doing more and trying to develop as well into doing different things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it's, a de- it's a delicate balance, really. We've got a fantastic format that people really like, love hearing the show, love leaving the phone in, and, and the core of the show won't change. Can we do some specials? Can we get some different guests in? Can we try and pick some different topics, particularly when it's, say, an international weekend and the two Sheffield clubs aren't playing, Barnsley aren't playing, and we've got a little less, so we can do... We've done referee specials. Mm. It, that tends to offer you a little bit something different. So the, the core will always be there. We're, we're very lucky that we've now got the Sports Academy on uh, Tuesday nights, 7 till 10, BBC Radio Sheffield. Um, get the plug in. <laughs> Whenever there's live football... That, that's his job done, everyone. Thank <laughs> you. Um, when there's live football, it's not on, but throughout the summer and when there's no live football, we now have that, which is great. The, the, the station's given us this format where we can do something that's a bit more fun, um, where we get other sports, guests, do some fun features. And they, 
the the tough bit that we have is that football is so popular in our part of the world it's trying to give as much airtime as we can to everything else you know even within football we've got six professional clubs that take up so much of our time we've now you know the women's game is exploding in popularity non-league we've got some wonderful non-little clubs and we try and encourage people to ring up so even within football it's hard to cover everything yeah but then obviously with with the sports academy that's the aim of that is to focus on communities a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, to bring in some of the uh, lesser known faces around so that some of those real local heroes and it's brilliant so we've got fantastic teams ice hockey basketball speedway uh, rugby league but there's all these other sports that everybody else plays you know you'll play something you know the universities varsity all those kind of things that um, it's all the fabric of sport in South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire so at least we've got that but we've got lots of programming lots of hours and it's fantastic to be able to have that and just to try and do justice to all these different things as, as well as we can and it's, we've tried to do justice to having you on this show because it's been an absolute pleasure and obviously you'll be with us for the rest of the show Adam Oxley for the time being thank you so much oh you're very welcome Joseph, Josh and Connor. This is Football Forum, only on Shoe Radio. Football Forum here on Shoe Radio, and it is four, five minutes past four on this Wednesday afternoon. So we move on to the previews for the weekend's action, and we'll start with United. Part Sky Super Sunday, chappers. This is going to be interesting. Back at the lane, they're hosting Crystal Palace. I'll be watching this in my front room. Mm. I imagine you'll I'll be, be there. The game. Unreal. And I can't wait. It'd be so good to be back at Bramall Lane in the Premier League. Obviously, we've had no previous season friendlies at home due to all the works going on to get the ground ready <laughs> to Premier League regulations, which are a, an absolute nightmare hoop to jump through. Um, but it'll be a good game to be back at. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's one of the three that I'm, I'm quite happy to start the season with. Mm. Palace um, are a good side. Uh, they're a solid Premier League tide. Um as I mentioned earlier, they're probably boosted by the fact they've kept Wilfred Zaha. Mm-hmm. They slapped an absolutely ridiculous price tag on him that no sensible person would ever pay. He's a good player, quid. but he's not worth 100 million quid, I'm afraid. Um, and I'm excited to see what it brings. They had over the obviously they started the season with a draw, um, a bit of a non-event nil-nil draw, <laughs> um, shall we say? Yeah. Um, Everton probably wasn't helped by the fact they. They, they went down to 10 men, didn't they, Everton? Uh, yeah, with fi- yeah, only with 15 minutes to go, though. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, non-event, nil-nil draw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited, and I, I genuinely think we can... Our home form needs to be on it this season, and it's been so good for us these last couple of seasons in Championship and League One as well. The mm. home form has just been very good, generally, and I think the Premier League is the time where it needs to be more than very good. Yeah, um, more than we, very good. We need good. to ensure that we, we pick up points at home. We don't need to do anything stupid. No. We need to stick to, to what we do best. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see Chris Basham flying down. <laughs> did, did, uh, did you know that, did you know that she, Sheffield United play with overlap, overlapping centre-backs? So. Did I know that? I well, nobody else seems no, to no, 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 that, Nobody said that, that's all. No, no, nobody's mentioned it. Um, I'm, I'm just very excited. I, I, I think if we can keep Zaha quiet, yep. I think generally we, we, we might be all right. We'll I think at the minute, fine. after wan bissaka has gone, mm-hmm. um, don't forget, don't forget. Luka Miljevic. Yeah, don't forget he's a threat. He is a from threat. A penalty threat. spot. From yeah. A, any but penalties, he's going to bury it. Score prediction, Lewis. What are you going for this one? 1-0 one United. Yes. Chappers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know now. Uh, <laughs> if we score first, I think we'll win. 
if we concede That's not first, a score prediction. This is not oh, Adam! Stop it. I want to say 2-1 United. 2-1 United. Adam Oxley. 2-0 Sheffield United. Good man. Um, you can come again. <laughs> I want I want to say I want to say 2-0. So I'm going to say 2-0. You've got it there. Right. McBurney's going to score his first goal. I don't know. I, f- I feel uh, I feel Callum Robinson has been amazing pre-season. He will do brilliantly. So, Preston against Sheffield Wednesday. Um no, we'll no. come we'll come to Adam because uh, we're going to focus on Barnsley in a second for you. Uh Lewis, Adam. It's it's Millwall. It's Millwall. Yes. Um <laughs> Millwall or Preston and Preston and Millwall for me this yes, season. Anyway. But never mind. Uh Sheffield Wednesday. Surely uh, they come into this on good form and uh, they'll be wanting to keep their place at the top of the league. Uh, correct, they will. Um, great opportunity. Millwall is uh, one of the. Oh, Going to go football cliche time. One go. of those ple- one of those places to go, isn't it? One of those yeah. difficult places <laughs> to go. Day out, there you it? go. It's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've been down several times, feared for my life on a few occasions, but managed <laughs> to get out every time. Okay. Did you nearly get your effing head kicked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 See, I like what you've done there. Very clever. Uh, if you missed the start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Wednesday got a great show. I uh, I think the way that, that both teams have started, the way Wednesday have started, they'll go without any fear. Um, I I think it'll be it'll be tough, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Wednesday came away with a victory mm-hmm. from yep. down there. Um, I think again, more time on the pitch for the new players, um, more getting to know each other. I think all the new lads have looked good. Odebajo at right back, Borna in the centre look just really good acquisitions and mm-hmm. seem to be working really well with the rest of the defence and then the two wingers against Barnsley caused no no end of problems mm-hmm. um, so yeah we, we, we shall see we shall indeed we'll quickly come on to Barnsley as you hear uh, one of you one of I suppose you've had to do this in your journalistic time uh, one of those sort of like you know you see you get a two line quick summary of Barnsley um, talk us through it any thoughts on Barnsley need to improve on the last two performances it's well an, it's an important time these next two games though because you're playing teams you're playing Charlton yeah, we're, we're and Luton, playing Charlton and Luton both been yeah. promoted, and I think that you need the, the, these are really good sure. gauges of where we're at in terms of our development into this division I mean yeah. it's just really important and my worst fear is that this this snowballs you know this this negativity this this bad these bad performances because they have been bad performances mm-hmm. uh, I really hope it doesn't snowball because it can be quite dangerous uh, get back on right track get a two good results against those teams and that'll be that'll get, give the place a lift again yeah. fingers crossed but we have more predictions now it's super six time um premier league and one from the championship that's why you didn't hear any uh, sheffield wednesday prediction because we're going to start with that as part well, of super that, six um lewis will come to you first uh or has anyone not loaded up so i'll start um, yeah come right i'll start then well uh millwall against sheffield wednesday i've gone two nil to the owls i don't like saying it but they're in a good run of form i can't see them losing against Millwall. They've lost Lee Gregory. Steve Morrison's gone. Their strike force has gone to bits. So I'm going to say 2 0 Wednesday. Adam Oxley, what are you going for? Um, despite what I said, I'm going to go 1 all. <laughs> <laughs> despite what I said, just because Wednesday've won the first two games mm. and I just feel Millwall, it's one of those places. I don't think Wednesday will lose. I don't think they'll lose, um, but I'm going to go 1 all. It's uh, another football cliche. It's a bit of a banana skin, yeah. shall we say. Right, L- Lewis, what are you going for? For Aston Villa. No, no. Wednesday. 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 Uh, when Preston, oh, Preston Wednesday, yeah. Uh, yeah. Preston Wednesday. Preston Wednesday. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, no, uh, I'm going to go one all. One all. Yes. Chappers, what are you going for? Yeah. Uh, oh, it pains me to say it, but I, Wednesday have had a really good start to the season. I, I genuinely think 
disagreeing with Adam and Lewis here. I, I actually think they'll carry it on. Uh, Millwall, despite the fact Millwall did beat West Brom uh, the other day in the Cup, they did draw to them in the league, but they did beat Preston. They did actually beat Preston. <laughs> Wednesday aren't playing Preston, but Millwall beat Preston yeah. at the start of the season. Um, so they've had a, a steady season start themselves, um, but I think Wednesday will come into town and probably spoil that party a little bit. So I'm going to go 3-1 Wednesday. You can hunger at your teeth now. Thank yeah. you, mate. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't like saying that. Uh, anyway, looking at the odds for that, Millwall are favourites for the game, 6-4, to four, probably after the, the way they've started their season. Uh, Wednesday, 2-1 to one, and 2-1 to one the draw. Should just say, obviously, we need to keep you up to date with how everyone's going on in Super 6 with our scoreboard. Another good week for me. I got another 9, so I'm now 18 points for the season. Am I not doing very well? You I'm didn't second, did... I'm in 10. Yeah, you're, you have 10 points. You got 8 last weekend and 2 a dismal on the first weekend. And Connor... Well, he's doing dismal all the time. He's on four points, two from each weekend. Right. So now that's done. We'll move into the Premier League and we will start at Villa Park. Aston Villa against Bournemouth. Bit of an interesting one, this. But I'm favouring the villains. I've gone for a 2-1 to the home side, Lewis. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. 2-1, I think Villa had a very promising start at Tottenham. And I think Bournemouth, like as we saw from our South Yorkshire interests, that... I just think that there are they there for the taking. So uh, I've gone for Villa two one. Two one. Adam, what have you gone for? Tough one to call that, but I'll go Villa again. Um, I'll probably go maybe three two on that one. Three two. Chappers. Mm. Bournemouth are one of those funny teams, especially away from home. Their home form is generally a lot better than their away, um, and they can be quite inconsistent. So uh, this this time around, I'm going to go in favour of Villa, uh, and I'm saying two nil. Um, and looking at the odds, Villa are favourites, thirteen to ten. Two to one for Bournemouth and twelve to five the draw. Right back onto the south coast now. Brighton are taking on West Ham. I am going for West Ham two nil here. Um, I'm not sure why, but I suppose <laughs> a five nil uh, trouncing by Manchester City doesn't really tell you much about a team after one game. So a two nil West Ham for me, Lewis. What are you going for? I've I've gone Brighton just based on the start against uh, Watford, and I've gone two nil. 2-0. Adam? 1-0 Brighton for me. And Chappers? Uh, oh, how are we going to do that now? Well, you can do. <laughs> no. That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's allowed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 1-0 Brighton. Good start against uh, against Watford. Um, 1-0 Brighton. I'm not sure if I said West Ham before. If I did, I didn't mean to. Preston, right. Preston I think. Stop it. Uh, anyway, Brighton, our favourite, 7-5. 2-1 for West Ham and 11-5 the draw. A lot right. of 2-1s, by the way. A lot of 2-1s. It's because it's so far ahead in the week. They've not anyway. uh, updated it properly. But Everton are up next and they're taking on Watford. Uh, and because of Watford's shambolic start, I'm going 2-0 again uh, to Everton. I'm, yeah, I think Everton, they've made some good signings. I don't know what's happening with Watford, though, recently. Lewis? Everton 3, Watford 1. Ooh, tasty one. Adam? They were the two scores I got in my head. So, uh, so we'll... Uh, you can't no, go for it. It is allowed. Apparently it's allowed. Let's go. I'll go with the 2-0. I'll go with the 2-0. 2-0. Chappers? I'm going to go for a bit of a, a boring one-all draw here. I think Everton were a bit misfiring um, against Palace and mm. I think they might carry on in the same vein here. Uh, one all, one all, one all, and looking at the odds, Everton are favourites for the win, four to six, fifteen to four for Watford, and three to one the draw. Right, moving on, Norwich against Newcastle. Now, I was tempted by a nil nil, but Newcastle are all over the place. Norwich, do I hate to say it because they're one of our promoted rivals, but Norwich have played some decent football, so I'm going a one nil here to the Canaries, Lewis. One all, 
One all, Adam. Mi- want another one. Miguel Almiron to score. Oh, oh <laughs> give over. Wow. That's awful. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm going to back Norwich in this one. I'm going to have to back Norwich. And I'll probably go 2-1 Norwich. 2-1 Norwich. Chappers. I'm also back in Norwich. I think Newcastle are, are relatively poor at the back. And I think Norwich home Norwich's home form last year, going forward in, in particular, was very mm. impressive. Um, so I'm saying 2-0 Norwich. Uh, Norwich are favourites 11 to 10, 12 to 5 for Newcastle, and 12 to 5 the draw. Norwich were, were good going forward last season, but they weren't quite as good as Billy Sharp, as mm. we all remember. Team of Pookie was, though. Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving <laughs> on. on the, well, no, because we were unbeaten against Norwich, but. Anyway, beyond Anyway, uh, final one is Southampton against Liverpool. I'm going, well, I'm saying with this, it's a question of how many. Now, I know Super 6 goes up as far as 30 nil, but I think that's. Does a it? Bit, yeah, I, I think I that's, didn't a, know that. that's a bit too ridiculous. So I'm going for five. Uh, Lewis, what are you going for? I'm going to say it's going to be a great game between Liverpool and Liverpool reserves. So I'm going to, <laughs> I've gone for Southampton nil, Liverpool. No. One, one, three, three, one. One, three. Oh, Liverpool. Yeah. Three, uh, one, three, one to Liverpool. On the breaks a bit there, Adam. What are yeah, you going yeah. for? Uh, three nil Liverpool. Three nil Liverpool and Chappers. Do you know what? I'm going to stick with Lewis as well. Three one. Three one. Three one. No one going as silly as me then. Or no, is that just, no. At the end of the day, I'm well out in front. So uh, mate, we don't will, worry. Plenty of time left. There there's, is. There's like two weeks of the season. Don't gone. Worry, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> two Adam weeks of the season of the gone. Table. <laughs> He's top of the table, and that's all oh, you need to know. That that's is fine. Never mind. But that is super. Have we done the odds for that? One? Oh, sorry. The odds for that. Uh, Liverpool are favourites for that game. Very short odds. Two to five. Six to one for Southampton victory, and a four to one the draw. Brilliant. Right. So that's it for football forum this week. A genuine pleasure to have you joining us, Adam. Big thank you so much for joining us. Cheers. And all it. the best on football heaven this season, mm. up and down the country. Not football forum. No football forum is us. Football yeah. heaven is them. Yeah. Yes, we know the rivalry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a huge thanks to Lewis as well, covering for Connor. Uh, great to have you back in the studio uh, this t- for the first time it's, this series. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. We will bring you back in uh, when Barnsley uh, get absolutely yeah. thumped again. Yeah, 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 come yeah, back thanks. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are back on uh, to the to a new slot now we're not sure when it'll be you'll either get us on Monday mornings or Friday afternoons I'm sure there's a song in there somewhere um, but that's because that's because of <laughs> Sheffield Hallam's uh, rules but never mind uh, and we'll look back on United hosting Crystal Palace and Wednesday going to Millwall 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 <laughs> before uh, and they're taking on Luton on Tuesday night so we'll we'll see about that one 